I started out this month and I talked about the fact that you are the church. And I don't know whether we're catching it or not. But you need to understand, the moment you say, I go to church, or the moment you say, I'm a Christian, (laughs) you have just become the church of Jesus Christ. Because every person that knows you, lives around you, is in your world, like it or not, you need to hear what I'm saying. They watching. They're seeing, they're saying, okay, I'm going to watch and I'm going to see if there really is anything to this stuff. Is it worth me going there and giving up two or three or four hours on Sunday? And, and here's the thing I want you to keep in mind. I need 10 to 12. I need 10 to 12. Now, I know some of you don't like to get up, but it's okay. I need you 10 to 12. Okay? But... The people are saying, is this worth my time? Is this worth my, I know they're going to ask for money. Is this, is this, you know, and they're watching us. And we need to be people that we have left the nets of this world because of our repentant hearts. And we have denied, we're willing to deny ourselves and take up the cross that God has for us, just like Jesus took it up for us and following Jesus' footsteps. You are the church. You are the church. Everyone here is the church. The moment you go here or the moment you go anywhere and people know you go there, they are watching you. They say, well, I'm not, I'm not a member. I don't give a care whether you're a member or not, whatever that means. The bottom line is, I want you to hear this. I want you to understand this. You're the church. And then last week, and we're gonna kind of start with this uh, today for today, but I, I want to remind you, last week, we talked about the fact that God Almighty came down through the heavens. He lived a perfect life in the middle of the same mess we're living in. People are like, good old days. Good old days, nothing. This has always been a sinful, hell-bound world. Come on now. Be honest. You go all the way back to Genesis, and we were fruitcakes all the way back there. You know, don't give me this good old days. You know, we just hid it a little better. You know, but the bottom line is God did all of that on the cross, all that suffering, all that bleeding, everything for us. And on, and then he died. He, he died for us. That's what carrying the cross means, you know. I think it's, well, you know, I sing in the choir. I carry my cross. What? No, we're supposed to be dying for people around us. Well, I'm ticked at them. Well, get saved, get over yourself, and become the man or woman that God has saved and created you to be. Amen? It's this stuff of, you know, Christians act like everybody else. I'm sorry, they're not. I wish I could just go around telling them, no, that's not a Christian. That's a sin-filled, selfish person, and Satan himself is driving and defining them. I'd like that job personally, you know. But the bottom line is, I want you to get this, but Jesus Christ did all of that. And girls, if you want to put the scripture up there, Jesus Christ did all of that, and then after Jesus died. Now, now get this. 
we talk about this a lot. Let me ask you a question. Do we actually believe in the resurrection from the dead of Jesus Christ? Now, I'm not talking about just here. I'm talking about out there when people just tick you off. Out there when we're tempted to act like everybody else. When we're tempted to kind of live in the mully grubs and be depressed with everybody else. Can I get an amen? Do we believe that our Savior, who we claim lives inside of us, was raised from the dead? Hear me. You see, we're not... One verse that I, I've been studying this power stuff all week. And, he, and, and, and Paul said, listen, it ain't about words. It ain't about talk. It's about power. Church, are we about power? Or do we just attend? No, I'm serious. I'm challenging everyone here. We need to become people of resurrection power. And understand, when you attend, you're not just attending some social club. You're attending the place. Are you listening to me? Is everybody listening? You're attending the place. Jesus Christ died and rose again. And all of that power, is being sent toward you, especially you, when you're in the middle of his church. He dealt with everything. He dealt with the demonic. He dealt with depression. He dealt with ugliness, nastiness. He dealt with everything. He dealt with physical sin. He dealt with our mental ills. He dealt with our heart and emotional ills. He dealt with those things that have happened to our soul. He dealt with it so much. I think in the end, he's not gonna wanna hear a bunch of excuses. And I'm not busting your chops. I'm trying to lead you. I'm trying to lift you. I'm trying to help you understand. He's talking about the incomparable great power for us who believe. Let me ask you a question. I know what you're going to say in church, but you need to be honest with yourself. Do you believe? Anybody can say it in church. You know, I'll have all the Sunday school. Oh, yes, I believe. Really? When things become tragic and hard, do you honestly believe? You need to ask yourself that. You know, you need to ask yourself that. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. One more verse. I love this. It does not say, now, unless Satan's after you. 
Or, well, you got to understand, I have an addiction. Or I have habits. Or somebody hurt me whenever. I feel bad that you were hurt. Don't get me wrong. I, if some man ever hurt you women, I am so sorry. Tell me who it is. I'll pop them in the head. You know, it just, you got to understand, I, I, I know I'm not supposed to say that. Don't tell the DS I said it. But, but, but in all seriousness, I, I, I hurt for you. But you can't allow that to live you. Oh, but it was real bad. And my doctor said, I really don't care what your doctor says. I'm caring what these verses say. And the world, even the world in the church is telling you, it's okay to not listen to this. Far above, not close, not an inch. Does it say an inch? It doesn't say barely separated. It says far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Do you believe that, amen? Do you mean that, amen? Then the next time your husband or your spouse or your kid or your grandchild or whatever comes up limping or comes up doofus. And all God's people said amen to that one. What are you going to do? How are you going to handle it? Go whine to the church people? Or are you going to begin to get on your knees and dig out the word and the power and the glory of God and his Holy Spirit and pray the glory down on that person till they are so stinking miserable, till they give their life to Jesus instead of being an idiot. I love this next verse even better. Go ahead. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. Don't know, Simon Peter. For this was not revealed to you, now, what he's saying here is, he said, who do you think I am? He said, you're the Messiah. You're the very son of God. And Jesus said, that wasn't, that was, this was not something that just came to you. This was revealed to you. Uh, it was not re revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. Next verse. And I tell you, I love this. I love this. Because you got to remember, Peter was a doofus. Jesus looked at Peter and what he said to him, get behind me, Satan. Are you with me? I mean, it's not a dude that, never, oh, well, you know, I'm not like Peter. Peter was a goofball just like me and just like you. Amen? But listen to what he says. Since you know who I am and believe, I tell you, that you are Peter, on this rock, Petros, I will build my church. Now, he's not building it because Peter's so great. He's building it because Peter believed that he is the son of God. Amen. Are you with me? And the gates of hell, the gates of Hades, same gig, will not overcome it. Next verse. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom, of the kingdom, of heaven. 
Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now let's read the next verse so I don't forget it. Now, too often, and you got to remember this verse. Now, I'll just put it in your crawl. Having a full, you got stuff in your crawl, right? Anybody here got stuff in your crawl? Huh? Well, put this in your crawl. Having a form of godliness but denying its power have nothing to do with such a people. You see, God has been laying on me this week for me. He's been blasting me. In prayer before service, you know, um, um, Brent, <laughs> I can't remember anybody's name anymore. Was, he was back there talking about this, oh God, we're so glad that you're gentle and nice. I'm like, where's that God? He smacks me upside the head. <laughs> he has been blasting me this week about my talk, but lack of power. You talk about healing. Where's the power? You talk about being raised up from the dead. Where's the power? Good talk. Great talk. Well, you get some people say amen to that stuff. Yeah. Whoa. Where's the power? You see, when Jesus Christ, after he nurtured his disciples, he sent them out. He sent them out two by two to heal the sick, because they had seen Jesus heal every form of sickness. Would it have been cool to see that dude that had leprosy, and then he walked away from Jesus, he didn't have no more leprosy. Wouldn't that be, would that be just cool, you know? I, I mean, you know, raising Lazarus, come out. <laughs> yeah, baby, <laughs> you know? It kind of blew everybody's mind. Why aren't we? Why aren't we? You see, I got a lot of friends and family that don't know him. And I do my little now laying down to sleep. And I pray for him every day. I got a list of about 100 people that I pray for. Some of you on it. Um, but I, 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 I pray for their salvation. And anybody else get frustrated? It ain't happening as quickly as I want it to happen. Anybody? You know? But you know what God's been laying on me? The problem, it ain't happening the way it should be happening, the way I sent my disciples out, and they came back, and they said, how come we can't do the same thing you're doing? He said, because you don't have the faith. It's easy to talk faith, isn't it? You know? The problem is when we talk it and it ain't happening. Remember that last verse I told you to put in your crawl? It's because we're talking, but we're not willing to dig in, dig through, pray through, and make sure it's actually happening. I know this is challenging, and I know this is a rough sermon, but you know what? 
If we're going to impact this world the way we say we want to impact this world, we need to be people that don't just talk, but we actually believe that this stuff we're praying for is going to happen. We have gotten so relaxed and timid and and lackadaisical as the church of Jesus Christ that Jesus Christ promises us all this power and all this glory and all this wisdom and all this healing. And we go to church and people ain't getting saved and people aren't being healed and lives aren't being transformed the way we know they should be. Homes aren't being put back together. Minds aren't coming into order. Hearts aren't being made righteous. Our our souls aren't being guarded and protected and healed the way so that our psyche can drive us effectively. Because we've got to ask ourselves, do we actually believe? Do we actually believe that Jesus was raised from the dead? Not the swoon, the dead. Do we honestly believe that that power is for us? Says he sends it toward me and he sends it toward the church. How come it ain't happening the way he said it should be happening? Oh, pastor, you're, you're being awful hard on us. No, I'm being exactly what a pastor needs to be. Every one of us should leave this place today and go, you know what? I am going to pray through till I beat the living snot out of Satan. I would say the living hell out of Satan, but I don't want to upset all the church ladies. But folks... Shouldn't that be what we're doing? You've got to get this. Those that don't know him, and there's only one way to do it, it's through prayer. You're not gonna win them because you're pretty. Look at me. You think I'm gonna win anybody because I'm pretty? Seriously. But the bottom line is, I can, by the power of God, somehow beat the stew out of Satan and what he's doing in their minds and hearts because we've got to remember anybody that is not in Christ where he is not their savior and their Lord, they are under the domination of the evil one and he's about destroying them and the bottom line in the end, they will burn in hell for eternity. I'm sorry, I know that upsets people. Tough, that's what the Bible says. You see, that should drive us to our knees. That should drive us to absolutely, this stuff of, I grew up with, go up and just tell them, well, you know, Jesus, if you don't know Jesus, you're going to go to hell. I would tell you to go away. I want you to pray for me. I want you to love me. I'll tell you when it's time for you to tell me about Jesus. And you'll know. Instead, we all want shortcuts. I don't want to do all that prayer and fasting stuff. Are you nuts? That's hard. And, it, and God doesn't work fast enough. So I get frustrated and I just feel like giving up. It's just frustrating. I don't understand. I do the same thing. And, and, but folks, there's one way 
to see victory in you and your world. And that's on your knees. God can save every person in your world. You must have missed it. God can save every person in your world. Every person. God can bring healing to every person in your world. But my sister's a fruitcake. The bottom line has got nothing to do with your sister. It's got to do with you being a conduit of the power of God. And friends, it's all there. All the power's there. All the salvation is there. All the holiness is there. All the glory and wisdom is there. The ability to conquer Satan is there. The question is not whether it's there. It's whether we're willing to be that person that stands and kneels in the gap to bring the glory of God on that person or on that situation or on that mess or whatever it might be to see that stuff cleaned up That person saved, that person brought to the foot of the cross, that person clutched by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The question is, are we willing? Are we willing? Or have we become so lackadaisical and lazy in the church, we just want to go hear the preacher yell at us so we can go home and say, Good service. Big deal. If you hear what I'm saying today, you begin to write a list. And you begin to pray over that every day. And you pray till you're done. You just don't read the list. You pray till you're done. Till you know God's on the scene. God's working in that mind, that heart, that soul. That God's going to do something great in that person's life and set them free from the miserable existence they're in because they're under the domination and rule of the evil one. I'll ask you again. Do you believe? Do you believe? I want you to understand, God can do anything. I want you to hear this. You and God are a majority. If nobody else believes, you and God are a majority. And you can see Almighty God move in the lives of those folks around you. But we have to become serious. We have to become serious. Because when Jesus Christ says, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against my church. I grew up with a timid, weenie way of looking at that. Oh, well, God's going to keep Satan from getting me. No, 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 no. That says that God and Satan himself is the one that needs protected. You see, here's the cool part. 
in those relatives and those friends that don't know him and their lives are miserable and they're under the domination of the evil one, here's the cool part, church. We need to be out there kicking the stew out of those gates that are trapping the people in our lives. Not, oh, oh, pray that Satan doesn't get me this week. Oh, stop it. You need to become a man or woman of God who says, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to pray and I'm going to knock those gates down. And the bottom line is I'm going to begin to reclaim those that Satan has taken and and has absolutely wreaking havoc in their lives. Church, do we believe? Are we willing? God sent the disciples out to heal and to deal with the demonic. There's another whole thing I don't have time to get into today. Wanted to get into some fun stuff. That's some good stuff there. What I want you to hear is it's something every one of us who calls ourselves men and women of God are supposed to be doing. Let's stand. Father, this morning, I know this is challenging. It's been challenging for me all week. I've been up and down, feeling poorly about myself, feeling good about myself. It doesn't really matter. The question is, is whether I'm willing to pray and keep praying 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 until we know that you're not only on the scene, but you're going to do something that will just blow our minds. Help us, Lord, to go from here and become those people. Thank you, Jesus. And all God's people said, amen. God bless you. God bless you.